Wherever your favorite team tailgates this season, there's a Cox's or Evergreen Liquors nearby. Your mileage may vary. Stop by for all your game day beverages and party supplies, wine, beer, spirits, and more. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, everyone's go-to liquor store. Time now for Soccer City, right here on your home for Louisville City FC, ESPN 680-1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Yes, indeed, it is Thursday at 6 o'clock. You know what time it is. It's time for Soccer City, the show that you look forward to every week. You mark it on your calendar. You set alarms for it because you cannot live seven days without listening to our takes on Louisville City FC and racing Louisville FC. I'm Jeff Milby. Benton Newman is across from me. And Zach Cantrell is our producer extraordinaire. Dare I say the best in the business. With the best name in the business as well. I hear he's the funniest in the office, too. <laughs> he is the self-proclaimed funniest in the ESPN Louisville offices, which I think counts. That makes him even funnier, that he's self-proclaimed, that he very humbly said, well, I can't say myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, Benton, we've got two soccer games this weekend at home to talk about this week. Feels like we haven't had soccer at Lynn Family Stadium since, like, July. Yeah, I feel like it's been a while. We're running out of opportunities. The seasons are, are kind of creeping towards their end, so we've got to embrace them while they're here. They're very much creeping towards their end. we got Lou City against the San Diego Loyal. That's Saturday night, 7.30 for that cross-conference matchup, East versus West. LouCity.com slash tickets are 502 Lou City. And then the night before that, starting tomorrow night, I guess I should say, Racing Louisville, one of their four final games of the season. We're already down to the final four games of the regular season for Racing Louisville. They take on the Houston Dash in a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal potential playoff uh, narrative changer. It is, it's going to be a, a, a this is going to affect the playoff picture is what I'm trying to say. Uh, that is 7.30 on Friday night. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets 502 Lou City. You want to start with Racing Louisville? Let's start with Racing Louisville. Yeah, I'd like to say, go Benton? chronologically. Let's go chronologically because they did play um, on, they played mo- next, next most recently on Friday night, but they also played last weekend. A really, really brutal week for Racing Louisville. Good, good situations, a good reason for it to be brutal, but the travel was brutal. They played at home. Had to fly all the way to Seattle for a midweek game. Won that semifinal. Had to fly all the way across the country to North Carolina to play the final on Saturday afternoon. That game delayed by two hours because of thunder. It ended up getting bumped off of CBS because we had to watch UNLV against Michigan. I get it. I know. It's college football, but still. I'm not debating it, but it just, it's just disappointing that they missed their moment on the, on the big CBS. Was there, has there ever been a more NWSL moment than having two teams – ready to play each other in a big showpiece final on CBS, one of the few times you're going to make it on network TV in the NWSL, and then a weather delay puts you behind two hours. And they didn't even go on to Paramount Plus. They went on to something called the Galazzo Network on on Paramount, on CBS. I mean, that or streaming on their website. It, or streaming for free on the website. It was the most NWSL result of the game possible. And after all that, I mean, traveling across the country is one thing, and then having a two-hour delay on top of it, you get ready, you get pumped up. Pre-game speech from Abby Ursig was, was on point. They come out, they're ready to play. 11 minutes in, 
Got to go back into the locker room for two hours. Uh, racing came out flat, lost the game two goals to nothing after that. Um, and I'm sure just had to be absolutely exhausted at the end of that week. So that's going to be the big question this week, Benton. Heading into tomorrow night is how does racing rebound from that loss in the Challenge Cup? How do they rebound from that arduous week of travel last week? How do they get themselves going for, again, this pivotal potential playoff deciding game on Friday night. I want to I want to circle back very briefly on the being bumped from CVS Park cuz that is just, that is just super disappointing. Again, nobody's to blame for that. I mean, the weather's the weather and I get you're not going to move college football. I I understand that, but I remember several years back before we had a team, before I was uh, watching the NWSL, I happened to turn on a game on CBS. You just get casual viewers like that. And I remember really enjoying that experience. Just think of how many people you know, how many eyeballs could have been on that match and they could have became fans of the league or heck, maybe one of our teams. But uh, so, yeah, I was a little sad about that. But, you know, as far as that match goes, I was really bullish that they would be able to kind of keep up all the awesome momentum that they have. But I mean, it was a really, really tough ask of me considering the amount of travel. I mean, they travel across the country. They're playing on a few days rest like it just was not a forgiving setup. Now, granted, North Carolina was in, in a similar circumstance. It's not like anybody had any advantage over the other, but uh, I will, definitely I'll, caught up to them. I'll argue with you a little bit there. The North Carolina didn't have to travel from coast to coast. That's a big... I mean, as, as far, but just traveling in They did general. have to travel. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, no, that that's fair. But so I think that definitely, I mean, things definitely caught up to him. And, and North Carolina continues to be a bit of a of a boogeyman or boogeywoman for the uh, indeed they do for racing, which is unfortunate. You know, it's disappointing not to to lift that trophy after getting so close. But my silver lining to it is, is that I think this might be that extra little like boost of motivation that this team might need to make the run to make it into the playoffs. That's how I'm trying to look at it and phrase it to myself. That's a very optimistic take. What you, you're, I try, saying, I try to you're saying the disappointment of the loss will motivate them to go on and, and we do missed, well in we these final this four one, games. But we're going for the bigger one. We're going for the bigger prize. And like I've said before, I, the playoffs are, are objective number one. It was a bigger deal than, than winning the Challenge Cup in my mind. And, you know, channel that disappointment. They don't want to feel that again. They're going to feel, that, they're going to feel a very similar way if they were to miss out on the playoffs. Well, I think they'd feel worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's just go back to last week. On this show, Thursday at 6 o'clock, you know to tune in. I said, I'm all in on the Challenge Cup. I want to win the Challenge Cup. Maybe come Monday, I'll feel differently. Well, come Monday, I felt differently. <laughs> I don't care about the Challenge Cup. It's a made-up tournament that's going away next year anyway. They're not going to have a Challenge Cup anymore. So who cares? It's history. It's behind us. Racing Louisville didn't need to win it. But therein lies the potential problem of that Challenge Cup. And I want to circle back to that Wednesday game last week. I asked uh, you and Caitlin Whiteside last week about it on the show. Laura Harvey threw out a B lineup in that Wednesday semifinal against Racing Louisville. I think that was why. She didn't want to see her team have to play two games in four days, have to travel all the way across the country ahead of a really important weekend for playoff positioning this weekend in the regular season. I think she saw what was happening, saw the cards on the table, and decided to fold her hand. I think she was looking past racing a little bit. but That, that was might, probably, that, that was probably, probably part of it, too. But, you're, but what you said is probably the, the, the bigger idea there. You're just kind of gauging your priorities there. And, I mean, racing, the st- and Kim and the staff, they've not shied away if they want to win everything that they can. That's so, right. I mean, they've very much lived up to their philosophy with with how they've been rolling out their lineups and whatnot. 
All right, final four games of the season for Racing Louisville. It starts tomorrow against Houston. Then they travel to Chicago at the end of the month on Saturday, September 30th. That's followed by their final home game of the regular season. So just two more home games for you to head out and watch Racing Louisville in action. The final home game is Friday, October 6th against Orlando, two teams that are battling out for that final playoff spot. And then the season finale, we've mentioned it a time or two, San Diego, the return game to Snapdragon Stadium after Casey Murphy uh, frustrated Casey Stoney, I should say. Casey Murphy's a goalkeeper. Casey Stoney frustrated so many Louisville fans by her comments about the field. Let's see what the field looks like on October 15th for that season finale. And then potentially after that, Benton, we'll see where the standings shake out. Who knows? Racing goes 4-0 in these games. Maybe they're hosting a playoff game. You never know in the NWSL. It is so topsy-turvy. It is so congested. It is so competitive. Everything's on the table left for Racing Louisville, but they need to start winning. They currently, as we mentioned last week, they're in seventh place, two points out of that final playoff spot. Right now, though, they are merely five places, five points out of second, six places, six points out of first. So everything is on the table. They could reasonably, if they won all four of these games, they could make something happen in these standings. But they got to do it now. It's now or never. Literally, playoffs might as well start now for Racing Louisville starting tomorrow night against Houston. Oh, yeah, it's do or die. Things are incredibly tight. And I think I think racing has has a pretty decent shot, right? They're playing the Dash, Chicago, Orlando and San Diego. I mean, three of those teams I just listed are below them in the table. You look one place above them is Washington Spirit with 26 points. We're only two points behind them. They got to go up against Gotham, Kansas City, the rain, and the courage. That's not a very forgiving schedule. There's an opportunity that they can drop points there. So if racing does what they need to do, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning in their favor as far as being able to to make it into the playoffs. Not to mention, again, how we just mentioned how tight it is. Like teams above or below what they could do could drastically change things as well. But if you're just looking at that immediate context, the one team we need to jump right now. I'm, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it. Again, they, like that's, that's a tough schedule for the spirit they go through, and we have it a little bit more favorably. I'm not going to go so far as to call it an easy schedule over the final four. Right, for no, I'm not, not calling point. it easy. It's a little more favorable. I'm trying to be but, selective with my words. But it is favorable, and especially when you consider that this, this racing Louisville team just last week beat the defending champs and the number one team in the league in the Portland Thorns. Anybody can get got in the NWSL. I think I've probably yep. said that once or twice before this season. I'm going to say it again. Anybody can get got in the NWSL, and Racing Louisville has everything on the table for them right now. They could easily burst through the playoff picture and even get a, a higher seed than you would have thought coming into the season. Or, conversely, they could really come out and flatten these final four games and not make the playoffs, and the season could fall apart. I mean, literally the entire season might as well be these four games. Everything else that's happened before has been preamble for what we're about to see over this final month of the season for Racing Louisville, and that is why this week, I mean, it's already over now, right? Game day's tomorrow for Racing Louisville. The week of preparation is over, but that's why this week has been the most important week of the season, getting this team ready to play on the heels of that brutal travel schedule from last week, on the heels of what had to be a demoralizing long day last Saturday in that Challenge Cup final to have to wait two hours to play and then go out and lose. This last three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I guess that's four days of preparation for tomorrow's game against Houston, the emotions... It's going to be difficult to turn around those around, get the energy back up, get this team reinvigorated, re-energized for what is going to be the most important four-game stretch in their history because the playoffs are right there for the taking. I think a lot of the players are in a relatively new situation with this. I mean, 
the playoffs are right there, but they have to perform. So I'm going to be really looking at the team's leaders, particularly some of the veteran players who have been there before, and see how they're going to lead and guide this team through, the, through this adversity. Because, again, it's going to be a new terrain. For, for a lot of them. Um, even, you know, it might be kind of newer for Jalen Hell, but she I think she's proven to be an awesome captain, so I'm really going to be keeping my eyes on her and seeing how she's reacting and kind of guiding the team. You know, just like, like look at this dead ball situations, how she's communicating and whatnot. She's done a very good job of this season, but I'm really interested and curious to see how it changes over the next few games and how they kind of keep their eyes on the prize and don't let things distract them, don't let... You know, goal scored against them, get them down. They've done a very good job of doing it throughout the season, but I think there's a little bit extra pressure kind of given the situation they're in now. And it's also the time of year where bodies are tired, minds are tired, injuries are building up. We've seen it. You mentioned Jalen Howell, the captain of this team. She's not been available for the last few games because of injuries building up. Carson Pickett, same situation there. Hasn't been able to contribute the last few games because of injuries. Now's the time. If they can get those players healthy and back out on the field, not trying to push anybody through an injury. That's not what I'm suggesting here. When they're ready, now's the time where you really have to be able to fight through the hard stuff. Get over that hard stuff. This is because it's the same for everybody. It's been a long season. A lot of travel all across the country in the NWSL. A lot of commercial travel. That's something we don't talk about enough. They talked about it on the broadcast on Saturday, right? The Racing Louisville did not charter from across the country coming from Seattle to North Carolina. And I am I'm promise you there's no direct flight from North Carol- from Seattle, Washington to Cary, North Carolina or Raleigh, wherever they flew into, right? I promise you there's no direct flight. It's not an easy trip to make. Flying commercial with a large group of people who are already tired leaving very early in the morning, arriving on the other side of the, the country, the other side of the continent, right? Very, very difficult. But everybody has to go through it in this league. Some teams have bigger budgets than others. Some teams may have chartered that, that trip when, when others didn't. But not everybody charters any game. You're not allowed to in the NWSL, right? So the travel schedule is the same for everybody. The length of the season is the same for everybody. The top players had to go to the World Cup. Talk about travel. Had to go literally across the world to Australia and New Zealand to compete with their nations. That's got to be tiring mentally, physically, emotionally, all the rest. So forget all that. Everybody's gone through it. You can't let the excuses get to you. This is the time where you years ago when you were a kid, you would have killed to have this opportunity, right? You would have loved to have said, win four games, get results in four games. You make the playoffs. You make your goals happen. That's what it is right now for racing Louisville. Forget about how long the season feels. Forget about all the troubles you've had. Forget about the ups and downs. Forget about the blown leads. Forget about the losses that felt like they should have been victories. It's all for the taking right now, starting tomorrow night. And if you're listening to us right now in your car, that's why you need to be there. This team needs that emotional boost. I'm telling you, this team is going to be tired tomorrow night. I bet. I'd bet a lot of money that they are emotionally spent after the week they had last week. And this game is a must-win for them on Friday night. So that's why the fans at Lynn Family Stadium, hungry to cheer for a winner, need to be at their best tomorrow night for this racing game against Houston. Let's make playing at home an advantage and be there and show up. And I think, and I think it really is an advantage. This could really set the tone. I mean, this last four-game stretch, you know, a nice, comfortable win here at home. Could do them a lot of good going on the road to Chicago. Chicago's not a very great team. They got a negative 17 goal differential. By far the worst in the league. You know, get some positive momentum. Go up there. Punish Chicago. All of a sudden you're feeling really good walking into that Orlando match, which is also at home. And it's also very winnable to to a point you made about the favorability of the schedule. I mean, San Diego's a phenomenal team. San Diego's in first place. They've they've caught a little hot streak recently. 
to, to go from at the beginning of this resumption of the regular season, they were in that sixth spot. They jumped from six to first in just, what, three or four games. So they're a very talented team. We know Alex Morgan is the star for them, even though she doesn't play for them in Louisville when they travel on the road. She'll probably play for them on October 15th, I'd bet, in that season finale. Is playing on that day? That's a good question. That's a good question. We need to get a Benton Newman investigation going. To, we need to make Taylor Swift play on that night so that Alex Morgan leaves her job, leaves her job to go watch a Taylor Swift concert. Oh my gosh. But, no, I mean, the, my hope is, is that they can get results in these next three games where that last game either won't matter or will have less pressure to it. It's going to take some outside results maybe for things to shake out in the table, but if they, if they control what they can control, they'll be setting themselves up for success, and maybe that won't be as huge of a deal. Because I, what I don't want is I don't want to make things come down to decision day, to the last game of the season. Well, we're almost there, really. I know, but I want. It feels to, like we're there already. I'd like to see. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they can get three wins here. So we'll get some other favorable results elsewhere, and all of a sudden, a little less pressure on this last one. But we'll see. Again, we have to wait and see how things shake out. Couple of notes before we go to break and move on to our second segment, which we have got a great show. I haven't even teased any of the show yet to you. Because I'm just that good of a host. I'll tell you right now. I'm just that good of a, to- a host that I don't need to tease the rest of the show to you because it's that good. Uh, bobblehead giveaway tomorrow night. It's Jalen Howell and Ari Borges, correct? Are the two bobbleheads? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be in that line. That's Barely. some good stuff. We need more of that kind of stuff at Racing Louisville and Louisville City Games. That kind of, of not merch because you're not buying it. What would you call it? Trinkets? I don't know. Swag. Swag. There you go. Thank you, Benton. Swag. Stuff to go on your shelf. Who, who doesn't love a bobblehead? Especially when it's Jalen Howell and Ari Borges, two stars of that midfield, two young stars who, if they stick around Louisville for the lengths of their careers, could be all-time greats in this city. I'm telling you. I'm a sucker for these like collectible items like this bobblehead. 100%. Playing cards. Oh, my gosh. I've been saying for years, like just cards of all the players. I was just creeping on San Diego Loyal's uh, Twitter page because I was just trying to find some information before we went on air. And they're they're selling team cards. I know the Oakland Roots are doing it too. Don't hold yourself back, Benton. You I'm, you almost let loose and you kind of held it back. Let it go, I, man. I'm, I'm let upset. it go. It's such low hanging fruit. You know how cheap it is to put together. You get something in your graphics department to put something nice together. You get them printed. Like heck, go to like like one of those like websites that prints business cards. You know, <laughs> like and it has to be cheap. Like per pack. Go to like Wix. You can do it on Wix. You know how much joy that would give people like me who's a sucker just for anything like that? For all the kids who would just go and get them signed and whatnot? Like, not only could you use it as a free giveaway, but if you have to charge people for it, I'm dumb enough to buy it. Like, put whatever sticker price on it. I will do it. This is why the show's so great. Not only is it great radio content, free marketing ideas right. for soccer holdings. I, I said this years ago, but way before I was involved. They were, uh, it was like, what was it? It was 2018. They were selling that tequila bottle. Do you remember that? They had a promotional like, tequila bottle with the uh, one-star logo on it, and Hackworth and a few other people were signing it. Yeah. There. And I forget who I, I don't know who I talked with and in you the were, office. You, they weren't there. But you loved it. What you, is it? You thought it was a great idea, right? Is no, what you're saying. I, no, I went there, and that's an idea I presented to him. I was a very casual oh, fan Oh, it was your idea. Point. No, they didn't. They haven't done it, obviously. They have not listened to me. I don't know who it was. I don't think they're around anymore, but I told them, like, hey, you know it would be a really a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <know>? guys. Sorry. <laughs> But anyway, I, I, I just, I want it to happen. Like, it got to a point where at one point I was looking at Photoshop. I'm like, can I make, design these myself? I've decided I do not have the design ability to do that. Well, so I need professionals to do it, and I will pay. Trading cards would be an excellent idea, but one excellent idea that has been turned into a reality is the bobbleheads. That's tomorrow night. Again, Jalen Howell and Ari Borges are your bobbleheads. It's also a teddy bear drive in the fan zone for Down Syndrome of Louisville. We've seen Jalen Howell. 
uh, active with that organization, active with that group. They had the dance earlier in the season, um, contributing to that organization. Great to see her continuing that effort. Shows, again, the commitment of these racing Louisville players to this community. They are invested. Many of them are signed long-term to be here. Talk about the transfer portal. There ain't no transfer portal with Racing Louisville. Those players are stuck in the best way possible. They want to be here, and they're investing in the community. Case in point, the teddy bear drive. So bring a teddy bear. Why not? Come to the fan zone. Come to the fan zone. Get a $2 beer. Bring your teddy bear. And have yourself a good Friday evening tomorrow night for Racing Louisville. So that's a couple of details to look forward to for that game. And they, I, I recall seeing on the, the release for that, they do accept gently used ones as well, so you don't necessarily have to go out and buy a new one. Perfect. Wonderful. Bring something. Important point. Uh, before we go to break, international call-ups for Racing Louisville. We've got another international break coming up. More on that later. It's a list. But there is a list. Amina Ekic, Bosnia and Herzegovina. For Nations League action coming up. Timby Kotlana, best player for South Africa in the World Cup. She's going to be back with South Africa in a few days' time. Ellie Pikiyamsa, back with Finland. Savannah DeMello, called back into Team USA. They take on South Africa, by the way. So that'll be fun to see a couple of racing Louisville stars duking it out on the international stage. Ari Borges is back with Brazil. And we mentioned last week Wang Shuang. She's already away with China in the Asian Games. So more evidence that this racing Louisville team has some of the best talent in the world that the league the NWSL has some of the best talent in the world and this is the best this is a top level sport this is a top level team is what I mean to say it's a major league team in our city something that we've not had in Louisville since the 70s racing Louisville is it they take on Houston tomorrow night at 730 we got a lot coming your way on the show we've yet to break into Louisville City Talk they take on San Diego for their only home game of the month that just hurts to say just hurts to say their only home game of the month that's coming up on saturday we will get into everything going on with louisville city coming off of a loss against tampa bay no guest today let me rephrase we have a guest today it's you the listener we're taking your questions we got a mailbag coming your way many of you hit us up on social media with great questions if you want to throw your questions into the mailbag the ups jobs text line is absolutely wide open 437-9680 holler at us with a question we'll get to them in the third segment soccer city here on espn 680 and 1057 You're listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Welcome back. We are taking your questions. It's a mailbag in the third segment of the show. 4379680 is the text line. Text us your questions. Hit us up on Twitter or X or whatever that weird social media platform we all still use is called, at Soccer City Radio. We will read your questions live on the air and answer them to the best of our ability. We've gotten some good ones. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good mailbag. I'm excited. Really excited about that coming up. And I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. We'll see how we do when we get there. For now, we're going to talk about Louisville City's game upcoming against San Diego. They host the San Diego Loyal. Are they the Loyal? That's I've always referred to them as the Loyal. Like that's their nickname? They were the loyal. <laughs> they're not loyal anymore. Past tense. Because they're going away. This is going to be the last meeting between those two unless they meet in the title game because San Diego's going to fold after this year because MLS is coming to San Diego and is going to kick the loyal to the curb 
You got a thought, Benton? Go ahead. Well, one, it's always sad to lose lose a team it with is. that caliber and that that quality. But like that, and a good el- fan base too. Yeah, that element aside, we've always had really exciting, fun yeah. matches with them for the few the few times that we played them. So that's particularly disappointing. You know, it's kind of like when we lost Sporting Kansas City too. I'm never gonna <laughs> I'm never gonna forget them just because everyone was just like. A random banger, you know. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the one like where it was like eight three, the one, the one, the, the what was the final the, game of Slugger? Yes, was, the last game of Slugger, we were down three nothing. We came back and scored eight goals. Last one there, like there so much stuff there. The first championship was against mm-hmm. them. They were Swope Park Rangers, which by the way was an incredible name that they departed from, which is very sad. <laughs> and then like you have other ones like where in twenty twenty Napo just absolutely went off on him when they moved him up to that winger role. Mm-hmm. And there were some just highlight plays he was putting out there. We, and then, what, the 4-3 win, that buzzer score from, from Cameron Lancaster you see on like pretty much every highlight reel? You know what I'm talking about? He scored yes. last minute. Yeah, the, the last breast minute cancer awareness. At, at, yeah, hit. at Lynn Family. Basically the last... I think that was the last one with the, them. The last thriller... The last stoppage time winner that Louisville City had before the one a couple of weeks ago against Oakland. Rich history against Sporting Kansas City, too, which sounds weird to say. But, like, I miss, we, we keep losing these great teams. You know, we had great stuff going on with Cincinnati, too. So. Yeah, I miss the Cincinnati. I mean, San Diego, I so bad. San Diego doesn't quite, like, live up to the other two I, I mentioned. But, man, we've always had, had really some, fun games with them. Landon Donovan got thrown out a couple of years ago at Lynn that Family Stadium. That was electric. Last so year, much fun. Last year was just a wild. I think it was like 4-3 or 5-3. Finished 5-3, I think, last year between those two teams out in and California. And there were like multiple red cards. Yeah. It was up late. I remember they had a watch party at Gold Bar. That was a wild one to watch. Just a bonkers game last year. So maybe we're in for a bonkers game on Saturday. That would be fun. They're two good teams. Louisville City currently sitting in fourth place in the East. San Diego currently sitting in fourth place in the West. They're even on points, 43 points apiece. And we talk about playoff mentality for racing Louisville. It is starting to become playoff mentality for Louisville City. And this game taking on on increased importance because Benton, Louisville City can clinch with a win and with some help elsewhere. They need Miami and Tulsa to drop points this weekend. So basically, if Miami and Tulsa do not win this weekend and Louisville City does win, Lou City clinches their playoff berth. And for an up-and-down season, a season that's taken on its fair share of criticism, a season where many fans have pulled out their hair. Some of us don't have any hair to pull out, but we may have pulled some anyway. Louisville City can clinch with a few games left in the season. They're trying to get keep their spot in that top four to get that home playoff in the, the postseason. So it's a hugely important game against a very quality team. And again, as we mentioned, heading to break. It's your only opportunity in the entire month of September to see Louisville City at home. So how, how about a good crowd on Saturday night? Huh? That's, that sounds like double, a good thing, Double right? home weekend, and guess what? The next time that they're home, October 7th, that same weekend is a double home weekend because that will be when, when racing plays Orlando as well. We're treated at the end of the season as far as those double matchups go. And we got no college football to compete with. The game is at 7.30 um, on Saturday night. Louisville plays at noon against Indiana. Kentucky plays in the afternoon. Actually, they play at 7.30. I lied. So Kentucky fans do have a conflict there, unfortunately. But who cares about Akron? Yeah, Who cares about Akron? It's a preseason game, basically the way Mark Stoops scheduled this year out. He wanted to have four easy preseason games like he's an NFL coach before the season really started, even though they couldn't cover last week against EKU. I digress. It's an important game against San Diego. It is a meeting of two teams that were involved in a a transaction, a relatively high-profile one a few weeks ago in the season. Kyle Adams coming over from San Diego in exchange for Enoch Matiti Mushigalusa. Unfortunately, though, Bitten, Louisville City fans who may be looking forward to seeing Enoch back at Lynn Family Stadium, he's not going to be able to play. Yeah, I heard uh, Matiti might be, might be out injured on that one, so 
we won't get to see his return. But thankfully, we still have Kyle Adams on our side. So I'm hoping that he's done um, provide a little bit of intel on on how San Diego has, likes to play their ball, and that Danny can use that to his advantage. I mean, I guess on the flip side, San Diego also has has that as well. So that's why I think going to make it part of this an interesting matchup as well. There's no entities sure. in each other's camp. For Louisville City, though, coming off of that loss last week at Tampa Bay. Seems like it's been a theme this season. They just can't get on a roll. They can play a few good games in a row, get a couple of good results in a row, but they can't really get get on a run where they go six, seven, eight games unbeaten or six, seven, eight games with multiple wins in that stretch. Tampa Bay is a great team. They're number two in the East. They're number two in the league overall behind only Pittsburgh. And it was a very competitive game at two to one. Louisville City played really good soccer for long stretches in that game. They opened the game with a huge chance three minutes in. They scored literally less than a minute into the second half to tie the game at one. Had a lot of fight coming out of the locker room, but it just felt like they fizzled over the course of the 90 minutes. And two really good goals for Cal Jennings, who is a top-level goal score in this league for Tampa Bay, a guy with Major League Soccer experience with the LA, with LAFC. Um, what did you make out of that loss, and does it mean anything going forward, or is it just simply the case? This was my take. I'm kind of giving it away here. My take on the game was it's just two good teams going at it. Sometimes one team's going to win on, on any given day, and down in Tampa on the road, Tampa was the better team on the day. doesn't necessarily mean that Louisville isn't playing well right now. Yeah, I, I have a similar thought as, as you related to that. Um, I mean, to be honest, I'd rather lose the regular season game if we play them in the playoffs, beat them there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so uh, that's that's how I'm looking. I'm like, well, if we play them again in the uh, in the postseason, maybe we can get that uh, that W. But no, I mean, yeah, two good teams. Like it's it's a tough ask, as you said. Like it's been very start stop season, which has been frustrating. The most frustrating thing about losing to to Tampa or, or um, is that really kind of in my mind at least slams the door shut on on getting above fourth place in the East. I mean. I think they had a shot at it by by potentially overtaking Tampa, and that would have required two Tampa wins. So this one and that last game of the season on top of uh, finishing out the schedule like they should. And I think by losing that one, it kind of closes the door on that. It's not, I mean, it's not mathematically it's not impossible. Yeah, it's but not it's, mathematically impossible. It's it not seems, likely. Yeah, it seems improbable now. It was already a little bit of a reach for me to think that in the first place, I guess. But uh, to your point, you they're know. they're nine points back of Charleston. That's for the next. That's for third place. They got to make up nine points to get to third place. They have a game in hand on Charleston, so that's a little bit of a silver lining there. That maybe they, you know, with that game in hand, if Charleston drops a couple of games, they can make something happen over these final six games of the season. But that seems unlikely. And then beyond yeah. that, Tampa is a point ahead of Charleston. Pittsburgh is a point ahead of Tampa Bay. So. The top three are 54 points, 53 points, 52 points, and Louisville City in fourth place fourth, fourth place is down in 43 points. So it, it's starting to get a little bit less likely that they can break into the top three. But the goal, again, is just to clinch the top four. You can get a home playoff game. Yeah, well, I mean, with, with Tampa, the thing is is that there's a, it could have you know, two games of six-point swings there. That was something that they could control. Now you're really just praying for like other random results to happen elsewhere. So I'm kind of ruling that one out. So now, to me, the objective when I'm looking at the table is you want to you want to make sure that you secure that fourth place spot because that is the last home playoff spot. And right behind them is Memphis. Memphis is a is a pretty good team, but they're I mean Louisville City's in a very similar situation to racing as in, I think, you know, compared to the uh, the most adjacent team has a slightly more favorable schedule. We play the likes of Miami, Loudon, New Mexico, Hartford. All very winnable games. Yes. Games that Louisville City should be favored in and should be expected to win. Not great teams. So it's no. and then if you look at Memphis's, they play uh, I mean I think they play Tampa, they play San Antonio, they play Birmingham, so a little bit tougher of a stretch. So my you know 
I'm feeling like Louisville City has a little bit of an advantage in that space. But I say all that to me, the one like kind of question mark game besides obviously the last Tampa game is going to be the San Diego game. So if we do get something from this, I think that that absolutely helps our cause there. Um, but if we don't, if we only get a point or, or end up losing, um, not here, knock on wood, <laughs> I don't think that's the end of end of the world for them. Because to me, again, this is this is kind of toss up one. This is the one that you can maybe I'm going to air quote afford to drop points on. But obviously, the team's not going to take that mentality. I'm going to argue with you. I'm going to argue with you. Right. It's at home. It's at home. Look, I know Miami, Loudon, New Mexico, on paper, Hartford as well, on, on paper, all teams that Louisville City should beat. But Loudon, New Mexico, and Miami, the next three, not in that order, it goes Miami, at Loudon, at New Mexico, are all three on the road. And we talked about racing Louisville with those long cross-country road trips and those commercial flights. Same with Louisville City. They go to Miami on a Wednesday, next this upcoming Wednesday. Sure, that's a factor. So that's a short turnaround to head down to Florida. Then they turn around from Miami, fly to Northern Virginia to take on Loudoun on a Saturday. So that's a Wednesday-Saturday turnaround, both games on the road. They do have a week to rest and recover, but they got to go all the way out to, out to Albuquerque. Bugs Bunny's not going to help them get there either. And they got to go all the way out to Albuquerque. That's going to be a long trip. Three games all on the road. It could be a very tired Louisville City team. So to, to argue with you, they're at home. On Saturday night, you got to get all three points at home. You got to maximize that home field advantage. You got to take advantage of sleeping in your own bed, not having to travel, not having to worry about getting there on time, and win this game against San Diego, even though to the point you were making. The next three games are all against teams you should beat. San Diego is a, de- a good team where a loss or a tie isn't necessarily a bad result in the face of it, but they got to take advantage of being at home ahead of this road trip. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you New Mexico. That That's certainly a big problem. But going to Miami and Loudoun, which is just kind of outside the greater D.C. area, yeah. those, aren't the, those aren't the biggest trips in the world. Like, that's not as – I'm going to think as taxing. So I, I'm – I'm still going to hold firm with that thought, but I'm totally with you. Like, I want them to win. I I want them to expect to win, and I want them to play to win. But if things don't fully pan out in that favor, like, that's the one where I was kind of like, eh, we'll see what we get from it when looking, kind of doing schedule math there. So, we'll see. I hear you. I hear you. But regardless of whether it is a game they need to win or should win, it is an important game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's yeah, definitely important, especially if you get a win against the likes of San Diego. That's got to be really motivating, right? You think being, it, it you're should being be one of the top booster. teams in the West. Yeah. Coming off of a loss to Tampa, that's going to make you feel really good. So then you fly down to Miami and play in front of 30 fans down there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, 30 fans. If that's a weird situation down there. It's just, well, it's just one of those, it's one of the USL teams that is in a bad spot. They're in a bad market. There's clearly, if anybody wants to go see a soccer game in Miami, they're going to go look at Messi. The, are, they're going to go watch Messi. Maybe one of the most popular teams in the world right now. <laughs> right. They're not They're not going to watch Miami FC. No offense to Ricardo Silva and that crew down there. Keep Paco on, Craig. Paco Craig, former Louisville City player. Keep on playing. Keep on staying in the league. It's, it's great to have you. But to your point, there's not going to be anybody at that game. It's on turf. They play at the FIU Stadium. We'll see if that's, you know, we can talk about that next week. I, well, actually, we'll be talking about it. After the fact next week, because they play on Wednesday night. We're getting ahead of ourselves there. It's San Diego at home on Saturday. It is a fireworks game, so that's something to look forward to. 
a reason to come out. Everybody loves fireworks. It's also Hispanic Heritage Night at Lynn Family Stadium. I think there's going to be music beforehand. Indeed, there is. So a couple of reasons to come out to the game, aside from the fact that it's just a hugely important game, and it is one of the final three home games of the season for Louisville City. Friday night, one of the final two home games of the regular season for racing. Saturday night, one of the final three home games of the regular season for Louisville City. They are hoping to have at least one home playoff game to come at the end of it, though. So San Diego on Saturday night, very important. 7-15 is our coverage if you can't make it out we'll have the game live on espn 680 and 105.7 all right coming up next it's the mailbag your questions we've got a bunch of good ones but if you have a good one send it our way 4379680 at soccer city radio on twitter the mailbag is next here on espn 680 105.7 You're locked on Soccer City, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Welcome back. We're with you till 7 o'clock. This segment dedicated to you, our loyal listeners who we love so much and we know there are so many of you glued to your radios like it's the 1920s, sitting in your living room, hands on your knees, leaning forward into the, into the stereo. Because you love listening to the show so often every single Thursday at 6 o'clock on ESPN 680-1057. Let's just jump right in to the mailbag. Diving in headfirst into all the mail that we got. Calvin McPherson on Twitter hit us up. Said that in recent years, Louisville City has retained a much larger percentage of their roster during the offseason than racing has. Do you think we see the opposite in this year's offseason, Benton? I think we do. I think racing's hit a point of stabilization, and I think we'll start to see just tweaks to the roster. I think there's a heavy core there. Honestly, the biggest disruptor will be any sort of expansion draft, but that's not going to be the choice of of, of the club. I think if they had their say, this team would largely stay together. You get a few different pieces here or there. So, yes, I think stabilization, again, we'll see what that that draft um, does to it. Louisville City, I think, is going to be an interesting one. I kind of thought this earlier in the season when we keep going, start, starting and stopping, and really just kind of underachieving what we know this club can do. I think we're, I, I think it's going to be similar to what we had. What was like two seasons ago, where Coach Cruz had um, brought in a bunch of new faces, brought in Wilson Harris, Manny Perez, Kyle Morton, like and Gold. Yeah, like there was a ton of guys that came in. I think, I think we're going to lose at least at least five guys on the current roster. I think it's going to be more of a shakeup than than we're accustomed to within our history. I think it will be notable. I agree with you generally. I mean, look, racing Louisville, there's going to be some turnover. The, hopefully, the core will remain. We know that the, 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 the central core will remain, right? Savannah DeMello signed through 2026. Jalen Howell, Lauren Millay, Katie Lund, all players that are signed longish term contracts through 2025 um several other players have contracts through at least the next season that are going to stick around but there's always going to be turnover players on the end of the bench that aren't playing are going to want to go elsewhere we just saw literally we just saw Alex Chidiak go elsewhere uh for that reason wasn't getting much playing time wanted to go find somewhere where she can play which is an understandable understandable desire these are professional players who want to be on the field especially for a player like Chidiak who is a top level international represents her country wants to you know stay in that mix for Australia going forward so there's going to be some turnover whether there will be more turnover than Louisville City, I think, depends entirely on how this final stretch run for Louisville City goes. There is an aging group of players in this Louisville City roster 
who you could imagine will retire or who will move on or who will be asked to move on or, or sort of maybe asked to move on is, is saying it too strongly will be suggested that they move on because there at some point needs to be a generational change within this Louisville City team. You can't keep going to the well with Brian Ombi. Good as he is. Great as he is. I'm not saying they get rid of Brian Ombi. That's not what I'm saying. But he's 33 and has been injured a bunch. And you just can't keep counting on him as the main creative force offensively because he's, he's just not going to be out there that often to where you can build a winning team based on that. So they need younger guys to come in. You can keep guys like Ownby, move them into more peripheral roles, coming off the bench, being an impact super sub, a spot starter here and there. Not like Paolo this season. Absolutely like Paolo this season. Paolo, another guy, older guy, been around a long time. Do we see him retire? That's that's a legitimate question. I think Louisville City fans are, are asking themselves and having that conversation. Niall McCabe, he's battled injuries the last two or three years. Mr. Louisville City, been around since year one. At some point, the bell is going to come tolling for him, whether it's next season, whether it's the season after that, whether it's three years from now. You know, those kinds of questions are going to have to start to be asked in the offseason by those players as individuals, by Danny Cruz and his coaching staff, how they want to build the team. But how much turnover we see – I think is completely dictated by how this team finishes off. We talked about it in the last segment. They're in fourth place right now, hoping to clinch that top four seed to have a home playoff game. Who's to say? Who's to say this Louisville City team doesn't finally catch fire and rattle off a bunch of wins in a row and go on and win the title? And then when they win the title, we're not going to be having the conversation that there needs to be a bunch of turnover. That may not happen. It's not necessarily looking like it's going to happen, but who's to say it doesn't? Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you clinch the title, I think that definitely is going to change the conversation no matter what. But, I mean... I'm I, I'm still inclined to believe I think we're going to see a lot of turnovers again. Some retirement, some people players just might m- move on and shake things up. I I think Coach Cruz has shown he's not afraid to to do what he thinks right for the club. Like I, like I think I've said this before when he first took over, had that first off season where he you know the roster is under his full control. Mm-hmm. It would have been very easy, and nobody would have faulted him if he really just kept most things together. Sure, because it was a winning it team. Out. It was a winning core. He took a risk, he rolled the dice, and he really shook things up and it paid off dividends. So I, I trust I trust his judgment, um, but I'm, I'm still of the mind, like, I think it's going to be abnormal. Maybe not as high, maybe somewhere like above what we're normally used to, but maybe not quite what it was two seasons ago. We'll find out. I think... Even if they, even if my scenario plays out where they go, they get on a hot run and go win the title, you still have to be thinking long term about the ages of that core. Like I mentioned, oh, a thousand percent. There's got to be some younger guys coming in, like Ray Serrano. They kind of you keep waiting on Ray Serrano to take a step forward and become a really mainstay in the attack for for Louisville City. It just hasn't happened. Still a very young guy. It may it may still happen for him, but he's just one example of a guy that. I think if, if management at Soccer Holdings and Danny Cruz had their way, he would have grabbed the torch already and been running with the torch leading the line. Well, you know, so we'll see. That, that conversation will evolve over the coming weeks. Thanks, Calvin, for the question. Darren Cole, we are international on Soccer City Radio. I don't know if you know. We're big time. We're hot stuff. People listen to us around the globe. Our man Darren is from England. Darren writes in, out of the remaining games, realistically, how many do you think we will win? And do you think we can make the playoffs? We will extend this to both Louisville City and Racing Louisville, though I think Darren is primarily a Louisville City fan. He follows racing as well. Yeah, I want to shout out Darren. He's been a fan since 2019 from across the pond, stays up late to watch him live. What an awesome fan. Love having people like that in the fan base. But, I mean, as far as his question, um, I mean, for Louisville City, like, I, I – I would be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. The field is just so wide. Well, I mean, and they're about to clinch. They're yeah. about to clinch. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. 
I mean, they, I guess they theoretically could miss it, but it just seems very unlikely. It's felt that way for a while. Never really worried about that. As far as what they can win, I, I think they can beat Miami, Loud, New Mexico, and Hartford. So there's four wins out of the last uh, six games right there. I already said San Diego's kind of tossed up in my mind, and Rowdy's like, that one's kind of a toss-up, too. That's a, that's, a, that's a tough one. That might be a little bit of a uphill battle unless we start seeing some like positive form leading into that one. So um, let's just say four or six they win. Four, you think they win four of six? Yep. I'm going to be pessimistic. I think they make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs, clearly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a moot point at this point. It would take an absolute disaster that would that would we talk about roster overhaul in the offseason if they miss the playoffs <laughs> that conversation that, that evolves suddenly very quickly i don't even pessimistic though I, being on the road for those three games i know it's miami i know it's loudon i know it's new mexico teams that they should beat i think they only win two of these next six i think they only win two there's going to be some ties peppered in yeah they might beat san diego they're going to beat hartford yep. if, if they don't beat hartford at home on october 7th that's going to be a bad loss for Louisville City if they can't beat Hart. Even if it's a tie, that's going to go down as a bad loss as a tie. So they got to win that one. That's one win. I think they find another win in this group somewhere. But this team just hasn't. That's, I'm not convinced. I know. I know it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. They're in fourth place. They're doing fine. They're doing fine. But I'm just not convinced. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I, I totally hear you. I, and I just. Whenever I think of these things, I keep thinking of what I know this team can be and what they ha- we have seen at, at, at periodic flashes throughout the season. You know, it's basically the same team as last year, which made it all the way to the finals. Like, so, so that's definitely – I'm coloring my vision. But I'm hoping that, you know, with its, its – we're getting close to playoff here. This is the final stretch that there's a little bit of that Louisville magic starts to, to enter the mix. That's right. You know, you can get hot and cold throughout the season, but this is where, where we tend to get hot and things start to go our way, and I'm hoping that trend continues. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep with the 4-6. All right, uh, racing Louisville. They've got four games left, two at home against Houston and Orlando, two away, Chicago and San Diego. Real quick, how many do you think? Three. I mean, three of four. Houston at home, I think we can do. Going up to Chicago does not scare me at all. Playing Orlando at home, I think that's definitely doable as well. San Diego is going to be that real, real tough ask there. So, 75%. I think two of four here. Are, are good wins. Chicago away, Orlando home, they, they will win those games. Friday's tricky to me because they're going to be tired, like I said, in the first segment. We'll see how first 10 or 15 minutes of that game, we'll see what kind of racing team we get on Friday on that turnaround from last week's Challenge Cup. San Diego, that's really going to be really tough. A cross-country trip on the road in the season finale and what will probably be a must-win game. Um, that's going to be difficult. I say they win 2 of 4. I think that's good enough to get in the playoffs. We'll see how it shakes out uh, for racing Louisville. On to the next question. Thank you, Darren, for your question. Casey wants to know, who are our players of the year for Louisville City and racing Louisville? So I'll start with racing. And I know it sounds like DeMello is probably the obvious answer, and I'm not going to knock anybody for saying it, but I'm going to go with Abby Ersig. Like, we've just... She's been a, a rock in the defense for us, some, like, a, something we've absolutely needed, been, a, I guess, a strong veteran presence. And, yeah, I think she's, she's my player of the year. But I also recognize that Savannah DeMello is a very, very palatable answer for that as That's well. That's because the answer is Savannah DeMello. The answer is Savannah DeMello. I hear you. Uh, Ursig, a great pick. She's been excellent for racing Louisville. Brought experience, brought athleticism brought a winning mentality to the back line really solidified things defensively in a lot of ways for racing louisville you put her name in pin on the team sheet every week in the starting lineup every single week abby ersick but it's got to be Demello. this has been the year of savannah Demello. go back and look at the beginning of the season who's on the the poster for racing louisville 
Oh, wait, I didn't say who's the poster child. What, what, <laughs> but who's on the poster? It's a bunch of faces. It's a bunch of faces, right? Jesse McDonald's in there. DeMello's in there. Jalen Howell's in there. It's a group of players at the front. Who's on the poster next season? It's got to be Savannah DeMello. I mean, there will be other faces there as well, but she's got to be front and center. She has made herself the star of this team this year, broken into the U.S. Women's National Team, started two games in the World Cup, called back into the national team, is going to be a mainstay in the national team for the next few years, we think. This is the year of DeMello. That's the answer for racing Louisville. Player of the year for racing, all those all – those- international accolades are, are a separate conversation. I'm not trying to take away from DeMello's play at all. Defenders don't get the love that they deserve. She's She's been racing Sean Tosh, and you can't overlook that. That's It's an excellent pick. I'm not saying you're wrong to pick Abby Ersig, but... I think you just said I was wrong before. <laughs> <laughs> it's DeMello. Uh, for Lou City, who you got? Player of the Year. This was actually really tough. Usually there's some, some standout that just kind of jumps above the rest. I really struggled at this one, so I'm going to throw out two names. And for different reasons. First, I'll say is Brian Ombi. He does. I mean, he has not played the amount of games as some of the other guys that you could maybe throw in the mix. But I feel like he's always been like a huge instant impact when he's come on the pitch. A big, big boost. He's really just transformed games. And you can't look past that. And the other is Oliver Zembla, which it sounds weird uh, to select a goalkeeper, but he's been phenomenal in his rookie season. I mean, Tampa was in his his best outing in the world, but he's earned enough grace where nobody's going to call him on that because he's just been standing on his head at a time. He's Mm -hmm. been been fantastic. And, I mean, it's never a bad answer to to always include somebody like a Sean Tosh in that conversation. Just capped capped in consistency right there. So uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say Ombi just because of how big of an impact he is. But uh, Zemla is a very good answer. I'm going to go Zemla because he's unexpected and he's been so solid. Ownby to me has been too in and out of the lineup. I know he's been great when he's been in and he has been, I mean, when he's on, he's a huge difference maker for this team. But is he going to play week to week? This season it's felt like you're not so sure. Zemla's been been the guy. He's been a rock at the back. Tied for the league lead in shutouts. Set the rookie record for shutouts. Has made some really top-notch saves. I agree with you. It wasn't his best game on Saturday against Tampa Bay. That first goal, maybe you can give some blame his way. Certainly the back line deserves blame as well. But Zimla been really, really, really good on a, on a team that's been inconsistent. He's been the most consistent face along with Sean Tosh. So I'm, I'm going to go Oliver Zimla. We only got a couple of minutes left. Quickly, I'm going to skip to the bottom here. Benton, every week you ask the players where their favorite restaurant is. What's your favorite restaurant? That was asked by Sean. That's a that's a good question. It can it varies just based off my taste, but one place that's coming to mind right now, like uh, is Simply Thai. I just love like they have oh, outstanding yeah. okay. fried rice. It's very close to my house as well. So, um, I mean. There's a lot of other great places in town, big foodie town, but Simply Ties jumping out in mind right now. Lou City on Saturday night at, at Lynn Family Stadium, Racing Louisville tomorrow night at Lynn Family Stadium. Get your tickets, racingloufc.com, lucity.com slash tickets. Soccer City Radio every Thursday night from 6 to 7 here on ESPN 680 105.7. we got two shows potentially next week. We're going to be live on Wednesday at the Soccer Ball, so look for us on social media. We'll, we'll promo that. We will talk to you next week. Vamos Marauders. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on 
keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider.